0: Survivor And when the show ends
1: Welcome to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. I am John. My co-host is Andy. We're not having any other co-hosts this year. and We're talking the finale of Survivor 44, and we're going to be doing it for a long time. But since it's already past my bedtime, I'm not going to engage in any witty banter. Let's just dive right in. Andy, how'd you enjoy this finale?
2: Uh, mixed mixed feelings. Uh, no, in, by and large, it was great, just like this season was. It was actually a weird sensation when we we're watching and Probst is doing his, you know, big promo, like a uh, hype session to start the episode. And I'm like, yeah, actually, he's right on all counts. Like, he's kind of nailed it. Um, But obviously, you know, little, just a little. But disappointed in a bit the way that it ended. Like, it, it was all good, but, you know, I kind of wish it was a little bit different.
1: Yeah, and that's a actually a good point, you know, because that's the standard probes intro, right? Like, oh, we're gonna be set up for such exciting things, and you know, it's been such a great season. Like he, he will say that about any shit sandwich of a season. This uh, this case though, actually correct. Like it, it was a great fun ride. The cast was amazing. We had a good time. There were things happening. It was great, and I'm with you that I certainly had a an outcome that I was rooting for. However. I still very much enjoyed the finale.
2: Yeah, it was honestly, I found various points of the finale, like actually moving, which has actually been true of various points of the season. Like, I don't know, it's turning me into a big softie or anything. Like there were moments where had I not been permanently damaged by the patriarchy or whatever, that like tears might have actually, you know, like fallen from my eyes. They didn't. Because of you know psychological damage, that sort of thing. Uh, but I, I felt on the precipice of that. Um, and then yeah, there's exciting stuff though like it was it was really good. I just would have liked it a little bit more had one thing gone differently.
1: Well, let's talk about the one obvious thing here because I know that you just as I was were watching that finale thinking our girl Carolyn has to come through like we we had seen it, we'd seen the possibility, we'd seen. Her, her path to victory, right? Like we could see it forming in front of us and then it just got snatched yeah. right out of our hands there at the end, which, I mean, is disappointing just because, you know, Carolyn feels like a completely different type of winner than we would have ever had before. Jam um, Jam has that to a degree, but there are at least some comps maybe for Jam Jam. Carolyn felt like, she would have been a whole new category of winner. And I, I was ready for something new after 44 seasons of the show. Was was that how you were feeling in the moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've gotten at this before, but the actual final results really, like, nails it down. She would have been just such a paradigm shift. And apparently that paradigm ain't ready for shifting yet. Nope. Um, and you know, again, it, it's not that big a deal because there was some paradigm shifting. And we'll talk about this more later, but like the show with the way that the show treated Caroline, even if she didn't win, uh, I think marks something good. Uh But yeah, no, I, I would see, have well,
1: her Hang try. on, though. Let's because let's dive into that right now, because I was going to bring this up later. But I mm-hmm. think it, you're exactly right. Like, I think Caroline not winning does not mean a Caroline can never win. I actually think that because of the way this season played out and how the show edited her, like. Carolyn herself did not win this season, mm. but a Carolyn now could. Like, I think it's it's laid the groundwork for that eventually to happen, should there be another Carolyn, which, good fucking luck.
2: Yeah, I mean, there may not be one. Like, it's, like, you know, lightning in a bottle, uh, very likely, because I think she's one of the all-time greatest characters in the history of the show. Um, but yeah, I think the dignity and respect that the, the show afforded her That has never, never afforded that type of character. That was the paradigm shift. And I think, yeah, you make a point that future players seeing that might be then ready to do the same when it's their vote. And again, I'm not uh, criticizing the jury's decision. A few reasons. One, I I rarely do that. I don't, I have a hard time thinking of times when I have done that. Uh, But even more than that, I think their decision was Made sense, especially as things played out. Uh, a lot of our belief, or at least mine—I I guess I shouldn't speak for you. you. I will possibly give you time to do that yourself. Uh Was I, I didn't even like do the crunching of numbers. Like when I was, you know, feeling really confident that Carolyn was going to win, uh, a feeling that went away during the final tribal council. I'll add. Um, mm-hmm. I was never like this person will vote for there, but like I thought Franny would, but I, and then I just I just figured that the way that the edit was treating her is only explained by her winning. Or not only, because, again, if you had a Carolyn, you would want to use a lot of Carolyn. But they didn't clown her throughout the season. They celebrated her. So I'm like, I bet she's going to win. How? I don't care. I'm waiting to find out myself. Like, I never I got down to that level. Um, and then when it didn't happen, yeah, again, it was just a little disappointing. What's really crazy, and this is a question I'll pose to you, um, how many seasons... Like, I don't mean, like, you don't have to pick a number. It's, like, kind of ballpark it. How many seasons do you think in this show would you be disappointed with Jam Jam winning? Because that number is small, yet this is one of them.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, in nearly any other case, aside from a very small handful of winners, like... Jam Jam is one I would be absolutely celebrating. And it's really, and, and, and to be clear, I am celebrating like Jam yes. Jam winning is great. That guy's awesome. Amazing casting. I loved watching him this season.
2: Yeah. We're going to do a whole section celebrating him.
1: Well-deserved because he's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, Carolyn, again, like I said, just was in a class of her own and I, I just, I wanted it. And just like you, I, I got to that final tribal council and I, I just had been convinced, you know, I was like, okay, well, we've seen Franny, you know, and then like, oh, Danny seems to have gained some respect for her. So, I was like, oh, you know, the dominoes will all fall in these, like, in this finale. And like, it'll all come together. I don't know how she's going to get the votes, but she will. And then in that final tribal council, I'm like, oh, no, actually, I don't, she's, she's not, like, I started to actually count the votes and I was going, oh, no, this, this is not going to happen for her, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, but and think, again, at that point, like, fine, it's not going to happen for her, but it's going to happen for Jam Jam instead, which is really the next best thing.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, the number of seasons that I'd be disappointed with a uh, Jam Jam when there's no way they're double figures, you know? It's like, you know, oh, if you beat Boston Rob, you know, it's like it's, there's really not that many, right? Uh, and again, like, another mathy type question, in how many seasons would jam jam be my absolute favorite character? Like 90% of yes, for sure. It's such a weird thing to be disappointed for. This guy was phenomenal. He was great. I, uh, I can't like when it happened. I was like, Hey, good for him. But I still couldn't help but be disappointed. And that, that just speaks to, you know, the way that I've responded to Carolyn. Um, and we'll talk about her more later, but now let's talk about jam jam. Um, Cause yeah, it's just it, I just wanted to kind of like it's weird to be disappointed by someone who is probably also now one of my favorite survivors ever. It's just there is a gap. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's about- kind of like
1: when you know uh, when you have LeBron and Dwayne Wade on your team. Like, obviously, LeBron is possibly the greatest ever. Dwayne Wade also a Hall of Famer and one of the greatest ever. So you shouldn't be disappointed that Dwayne Wade gets the ring here. I just had to make some more heat winning references. You know, I got to keep up the streak.
2: Oh, no, we just got to keep pounding the SEO that we're doing here with that, that, that niche that we're going after of Miami heat fans and survivor fans.
1: Oh yeah. There are dozens of us.
2: Um, yeah, no, Jam Jam was fantastic throughout the whole season. He was fantastic in this episode, you know, um, Again, while the final travel council was gone, I'm like, damn, Jam's outclassing everybody here. And I think that's another part of it is we were always hoping that at some point Carolyn would be able to do for the jury what she had done for us, which is make it clear how aware she was of everything. And I don't think the jury was unaware, but I I don't, I I think you still saw it. And obviously Heidi was pushing this too, but like, there was still this perception that it's like, well, Carson did the heavy lifting, but you guys were good too. Um, Jam Jam did a better job of communicating. No, this is what I was doing. And, you know, Carolyn was able to do that. So yeah, as it was happening, I'm like, I think Jam Jam is going to win. And I was like, ah, but, ah, you know, almost like, yeah, you know, so let's keep pounding the heat references. It's almost Alonzo morning gift, you know, or it's like, ah, but yes. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Because Jam Jam was fantastic. And in this episode, you got lots of like reminders of why he was so lovable throughout. And for me, like the big one was uh, the scene with Jam Jam helping Carson with the fire. That was genuinely emotionally affecting for me.
1: See, I would actually, I would say his, uh, his fire making scene with Carolyn just sold it for me. Like that, that to me was one of the highlights of the whole season. But I mean, again, just again, we're talking about a fire making challenge. You and I don't give a shit about making fire generally, but like, the fact that these two were able to make the Firemaking Challenge, like, entertaining television, it, it, the lead up to the Firemaking Challenge entertaining. Like, oh, what a fucking gift to this show, right?
2: I mean, it just goes to what we've always said. And it really uh, is punched and underlined this season. It's all about the people. It's all about the cast. You know, which is why... In many ways, we're, unlo- we're a little different from the average survivor fan. We gripe less about the people who make the show. Although we still do, like they, they are open for criticism. You know, and certainly make mistakes. And also, you know, our vibe is to make fun of anybody where we think we can find some humor. But at the end of the day, it's about the cast themselves. And when they're this good, they can even make something like fire making be some of the best moments of a really good finale. And I don't mean the the physical making of it, but like yes, yeah, the practice where they're just like dun 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 fire and then taunting each other. That was beautiful. Like getting back to what he said, I actually found Jam Jam's like you know generosity towards Carson in that moment. And we could talk whether that was you know strategic. Sure, I don't care. But it was also genuine and human. I get, I found that kind of affecting. Like that. Though it shows. And it was a great reminder after, like, a, probably a few weeks of Jam Jam being maybe a little frustrated here or there. Probably helps that he had some food in him this time. But that and he is, like, a beautiful guy, right? Like, he's just a really happy, you know, generous person. So it's like, I loved everything that Jam Jam was doing. I love the fire. So, yeah, it's like even something as dumb as fire making uh, can be great when the people are great. And the flip side is if the people ain't doing it, it doesn't matter what the show does.
1: Yeah. I mean, in theory you could make some argument about, you know, strategy with him helping Carson with the fire. I Maybe he's trying to secure a jury vote or whatever. But I, I just think, sure. If you want to say that, I just, I think more likely that's just the person that Jim Jim is right. I mean, you can even say like, maybe he's convinced it doesn't matter. Like he could, if he has to go against Carson and fire, he's still going to win or whatever it is. I, I think it's just genuinely that Jam Jam liked Carson. And I think Carolyn liked Carson too. And Jam Jam liked Carolyn. Like the three of them actually mm-hmm. all genuinely liked each other. And yes, they were playing a game against each other and that came out at times and they would get emotional, but I think they just, they, get along as human beings. And so it was cool to watch that. And, you know, jam jam with potentially a million dollars on the line. Cause you're getting close to the end of the game here. Jam Jim's still like, eh, that's okay. I like Carson. I'll, I'll show him what's up with the fire making. Like that was just cool to watch.
2: Yeah. It was a beautiful moment of humanity. And that actually has been a highlight of the entire season, probably because the dominant story of the season was the Tika three. And, you know, they were there to play the game. They understood the game, but they were also never lost sight of, you know, the people they are to the point where, yeah, like possibly in other seasons, Carson would be, you know, a game bot. But in here, the people he was bouncing off of, yeah, he was mixing it up emotionally with them, too. And, yeah, I I think it really worked. I think that might more than I mean, more than anything, is probably Carolyn. But other than that, was Mm -hmm. that was the vibe throughout the season and uh, a lot of like last season. There was debate in the fan community. I was, I think, involved in it on the you know the side that like we need some villain or villainesque like like antagonistic figures. But I think this season shows that that you don't need that. You just need interesting people doing interesting things. Handling the in the I think there is a role for antagonists or you know, villains if you want to like they can sometimes add things to seasons as long as they don't cross the line. But this season had nothing even remotely approaching that. It didn't matter. Um, so it's just like, really, it's just four, 43, the cast sucked, and 44, they don't. And right. highlighted again, especially by you know, its winner, Jam Jam, um, its star, Carolyn, and the way that they um, were just themselves. And I like that they each brought that up in the final travel council. Um, you know, her, Jam Jam's brother telling him your reason why you're there is because of who you are. A hundred percent. I think we even said on this podcast or maybe I did. It's like, how long into his like interview do you think it took them to know? And it sounds like the reality was like instantly Jeff knew this.
1: I mean, they they addressed it in the, in the finale, right? They talked about it in the after show. So yeah, we were not wrong on that.
2: So we were wrong about the winner of the season as we typically are. (laughs) That part we nailed. Um, so, I think throughout the season, we have talked about how much we like Jam Jam because, you know, we're human beings with a soul. Like, it's hard to imagine what, like, the anti Jam Jam portion would be of any kind of audience. Um, but we actually haven't talked a lot about how well he was playing Survivor, in part because that was secondary the whole time to our enjoyment.
1: But, you know, I mean, just... even now, it's yeah. still secondary.
2: But, you know, he just won. So I think maybe we should talk about it.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Sure. Um,
2: I think he played a damn good game. He did.
1: That's the thing is just we hadn't talked about it all season long because we were just enjoying watching what he was doing on TV. And most of that did not relate to game strategy, right? Like it was mm-hmm. just him being entertaining, him saying gratification, the like him doing ridiculous things and giving these confessionals and burping in Carolyn's mouth and, you know, that sort of shit. Whereas... There was also these moments of, you know, him and Carolyn and Carson. And they're like, oh, okay, so we're going to split these two tribes. We're going to pit them against each other. We're going to, like, convince this tribe we're with them. Carolyn, you vote with them. We'll vote with them. Like, they were genuinely doing very creative things to keep themselves in the swing position and not somehow getting targeted by the other groups until it was too late. And that's genuinely impressive to do because, like – How do they not notice what is happening? It it worked.
2: And in contrast to Carolyn, because obviously, you know, he got most of the votes and she got none of the votes. We did see more and more often that like Jam Jam was the person like talking with the other side, you know, uh, relating to them, getting them to do stuff. You know, Carolyn obviously did some. But and and, uh, Carson, I think, probably initiated it to start the merge because. You know, he was the one that was on another tribe for a short portion of the time. Um, but more often, yeah, we did see Jam Jam being the one making those connections and helping um, trick the other side. So I think, yeah, that was really key.
1: And I think yeah. this is actually part of what led to Jam Jam's victory over Carolyn, right? Because yeah. that, yes, Carolyn was, she did outperform, right? She's, she's more strategic than people gave her credit for. Um, She's more genuine than people expected. Like, those things are great. However, most of them probably had a much stronger working relationship with Jam Jam, right? Cause mm-hmm. he was, he's the more personable one. He's the one that's going to deliver these messages about, like, oh, yeah, we're going to vote with you. Or, you know, he's the one you send because he's, he's disarming with his sense of humor. And people are going to relate to him a lot better than Carolyn because Carolyn is by her own or her own wording, a weirdo. And so like, you don't genuinely send her out to be your messenger. So it, you know, as I'm watching final tribal, I'm thinking of that and I'm like, Oh yeah, that it totally makes sense. Why would it not be jam jam? Yeah. When you take that into consideration.
2: And again, both of them did a great job articulating that. Like, no, we wanted you to think that we were disorganized, but we were doing everything with intentionality. But yeah, to the point, I think jam jam was just doing it a bit more in the visible way to those people. Right. Uh, he was the one they were communicating with. He was the one I think they probably felt more comfortable communicating with. Cause the problem with a Carolyn type um, has always been, sometimes you might not want to work with them because they feel a little more unstable. Jam jam never felt unstable uh, with the people that he was working on. Even when, you know, he was lying to them constantly. Um, mm-hmm. And in the final tribal itself. Yeah. He did the great job explaining that. I think the part where he talked about like being able to read people and know when they're lying that I think struck a chord, but even more importantly, and I think what won it over, if it was indeed an open competition by then, maybe they had already made up their minds. Um, The dude's funny and people love him for it. How does it start? You know, why should you win? Because you love me. And then then, they'll have to laugh. And after that, like, it's not a hard, it's not, you know this. I may I maybe they never were going to be, but this was not a jury like. Oh, let's get them boys. You know they he disarmed them just like that, just the way he had been all season long, and then yeah, I mean once the jury's laughing along with you, that's a pretty strong indicator. That's when it felt like Gabler was winning last season. You know,
1: right? And I think you know he had play and he sort of they not he. I think it was more Carolyn pointed it him this out, but he'd been targeted several times in the game and had escaped. And I think, you know, then went on to work with those people after getting votes against, well, to a degree. And then, then he would eventually take them out. But still, like, he was just very disarming because of that. Like, he would just laugh it off or whatever. And then he would genuinely take these people out. And I think Once you get to final tribal council, you say those things and everybody's like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, I, I did laugh at the time, but, you know, you were a strategic player and you took me out and you took out the rest of my alliance that deserves some credit. And they certainly gave it to him in droves.
2: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, no, I think you like, we don't rank winners in terms of like, you know, one through 44. It's just too hard. What Frankly, what worked for Jam Jam this season might not work in any other season, even like, I don't mean returning seasons, cause that's a whole different thing, but like, it worked with this cast in this situation. So obviously we don't rank right there, but like, in general, my feeling is Jam Jam was a good winner. I don't just mean like, you know, a winner I really enjoyed. He'd be, you know, upper level for that, but like, in terms, like he's, uh, you know, ma- not an all timer. He didn't really control the game at the same level, which that's how that's my own personal rubric, which is flawed, but it's clear. If you've listened to me talk in the show that like, I, I enjoy that aspect of it, but still really good, really strong. Um, what about you? Any kind of overall thoughts like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's similar to some of the other uh, winners that I've truly enjoyed. Um, and I think that the, The one that jumps out to me is it's very similar to a Tyson thing where in terms of, obviously, he is not the physical threat that Tyson is, right? But (laughs) similarly –
2: Good, strong take.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm really going out on a limb there. But the fact that he is so funny and so charming, like, distracts you from the fact that he's a genuinely good player. Similarly, like, that's how Tyson – can make it deep into the game because Tyson should be a threat. Like the guy is, you know, very physical. He's very charming. He's genuinely fairly strategic with, you know, one major exception in a certain season. Um, But yeah, you, then he just doesn't get tar- targeted because people are like, oh yeah, but like, I like Tyson though. Tyson makes me laugh. And I think same exact thing happened with jam jam. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's okay we did target him because he was a threat but also i do like having him around he makes me laugh so that to me is what jumps out of me like he's in that category with tyson i guess i don't i don't know where that ranks because again like you said i don't i don't necessarily do ranks but certainly the upper half of winners maybe upper third
2: yeah and i think another thing and this is Maybe what keeps them out of my like elite elite again. I don't even know how many people are in that group because once you really start to try and do it, you realize how like flawed you're. Re- it's apples and oranges, right? Yes. Um, but he, the Tika three controlled the game from like whatever the whatever part we want to consider the merge on. Uh, maybe not those false merges, although kind of as well. Right. Um, now, I think maybe what keeps him from the very top is like, well, it was a three, whereas some of those top winners it was clearly like a one. But yeah, no, they controlled this whole way. And the and one of the advantages that allowed them to do that is the whole time somebody's like, Yeah, but they're not really together, you know? Um and he was played a big part of that. And he's talked about it. I think maybe I, I don't know if it was in the after show. I think it might have been in the like exits. It's like, yeah, no, him and Carolyn had planned. At times, like, we're going to put on a show. Yeah. You know? We're going to make them think that we're not together. But then suddenly, and this would be like in tribal council or whatever, Carolyn would play, you know, I, I think she gets a little too method in some of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoa. I was saying that was the plan. We're supposed to be tricking these people. And now she seems really angry. Um, but you know, it worked for them. So yeah, no, I again, it. I was a little disappointed. I'm not even, lo- I was disappointed. Because I just wanted Carolyn to win so much. But I am not disappointed that Jam Jam is a winner or Survivor. He is phenomenal. I liked him from the moment that we first saw him. Which is, again, solid strong take. I think it's true for basically everybody who watches the show. That, like, in the preview at the end of 43, they show this guy, and I can't wait to poop in the ocean. I'm sure everybody really liked him then. And we were all right. And it's great that, like, you know, that guy won Survivor. I just wish uh, somehow it would be on different seasons. But I, I don't even know that would work. It, the season needed both of them because you know, I, I think they needed each other. The, their, their dual energy is what really made it.
1: They played off each other so well. And it made the season so much better. I would just even just imagine them had they not started on the same tribe, right? Do they ever form that kind of bond where we're just like – tuning in each week being like, Oh, I can't wait for more Jam Jam McCarrollan content. Like, I, I don't know that that happens. Like, again, it's, it's not even just the casting. Like, this might've just been the casting plus the fluke of putting those two on the same tribe. Um, I think another thing that I really enjoy about Jam Jam winning is that, you know, we've said in the past a lot of times when. A certain type wins, right? Or people try to pattern their games after previous winners. So, you know, when an exciting winner happens, we're like, Oh, thank God, because we want people to imitate this person. When it's boring under the radar, milk toast winners, we're like, Oh shit. Please God, no. In this case, if people want to go and try to imitate the jam jam <laughs> path to victory, please God do it. Just go out there and be fucking ridiculous and let's see what happens. I'm here for it.
2: If that could somehow happen. Yeah. And I think another thing that the jam jam victory does is remind everybody that, yeah, that likable person is a threat. And I think, and I'm glad that it went long enough that people forgot and the jam jam was able to get to a final. But I think there's always like, um, this, um, sometimes amongst fans where they think it's overstated, where suddenly there's an episode where somebody who's been really liked, they talk about being a threat, and it's like, why are they a threat? They're not controlling any votes. They're not blah, 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 blah. It's like, in the end, juries vote for the person they want to win. And often that is, who will make me feel good to vote for? And the reason why there's not a lot of history of that type winning is because most survivors know to not let that person sit in front of a jury. Uh, the, every once in a while when it has, um, something's happened to take the shine off of him that, enough that, like, people forget how much they liked this person because maybe they dared, you know, play the game on some level and then they get punished, uh, for supposed hypocrisy when the uh, actual hypocrisy is amongst the jurors themselves. Jam Cham, that, that didn't happen with him. You know, he was able to make everybody love him. Yet still play Survivor all the way through. So I think that's a big key. Um it'd be interesting though if yeah, if there are future uh yeah, you know, just instantly lovable characters, are they like, oh that guy's gotta go? <laughs> that, well, gotta you gotta go. remember
1: in the in the seasons shortly after Cochrane, they were like, Oh man, we gotta take out these skinny, scrawny nerds <laughs> that you know that never would have been a fucking threat. And then there's just like this brief stretch where everybody's like, Oh, gotta take out that person.
2: Do you though? All right. I think that's enough about Jam Jam. Let's talk about the person we always want to talk about.
1: Oh, thank God. Let's do it. Um, It's Carolyn time. Um Carolyn was fucking great. What a find. As you said, genuinely one of the all timers for this show. Like amazing casting. Um, I mean, let's let's do some Carolyn favorite moments. Like give me a, a Carolyn favorite moment for you.
2: Yeah, besides the, the practicing fire, you're bang on with that one. I love that they went full circle with the fourth wall breaking. The season starts with yep. Carolyn being like, do I just talk? Is that just how it was? And then she calls it out, and they and then the producer responds again, and that was, again, I'm like, that's the winner of the season! But no, it wasn't. But that, it was just a great reminder of what they had. And what's interesting is I, I was not a Carolyn fan off the bat, you know, because – she seems like the type of character that I, I don't like. You know, she seems like the, the Debbie or Nora or something. And she actually uh, spoke to this in her exit interviews. Um, but the show didn't treat her that way. And even just that little, fo- you know, fourth wall breaking, just a reminder, like, is- Carolyn is just Carolyn. You know, <laughs> this is who she is. It's not some creation of the edit. Even when they, like, remove the editing artifice, it's still her. And it's fantastic. How about yourself? You
1: go. Well, I mean, it was funny that you called out the, uh, the circling back, the callback thing, right? Because not only did they call back to the breaking the fourth wall in the premiere, they called back to something that was not quite as long ago. Carolyn needing to smell jam jam yes! after coming back from her reward. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like why? And it's just, they just both accepted it. as like, Oh yeah, this is, a thing that we're going to do of course it's perfectly normal jim jim just walks right up like oh yeah yeah um like oh, you came from a war that i have to smell you okay and now we can go about our lives like, so great like why is this a thing
2: yeah it's when they bring her back i sincerely hope that this doesn't ruin a bunch of other characters i like because if they don't get carolyn then they're all dead to me, you know? They can't play along. I mean, obviously nobody can play along the same way Jam Jam does because he is also just such a unique figure. But if they're like, oh, is this weirdo? like, dead. I don't care who you are, you know? You can be boss and Rob, which is, I think, the way he would react if he was there. (laughs) Dead.
1: (laughs) Obviously, my worry is that it would be Angelina that reacts that way and then I'd be like, oh, no. I, 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 What do I do here? How do I choose?
2: John, I have some fantastic news for you. Um, So you've made the uh, correct uh, decision, the moral decision, um, and uh, all the the reasons to be off Twitter. I am a dirtbag addict, so I am not. And so uh, Angelina said some things on Twitter about Carolyn.
0: Positive things?
2: The basic two, I'm just paraphrasing, is one. Um, there is now no longer any doubt who the greatest no-vote finalist of all time is. Angelina is the one passing that on. And then she followed that up, I think maybe in a response, a reply to that. You know, uh, Carolyn responded to that. It's just, you know, the votes don't matter. You are one of the greatest great characters on the show. And when they ask you back, uh, I can't wait to see you again. Angelina is a huge Carolyn fan.
1: Oh, I'm wiping a single tear away right now. Oh, this warms my heart. So good to hear. God, I need them both on the same season. Like, oh, what a dynamic duo that would be.
2: There may come a time when Angelina is wrong on social media, but I have yet to see it. That woman is always on point, and she is here again. Uh, Speaking of wipe away tears, yeah, that another moment that, again brought me close to, but you know, there's things I probably need to talk to a therapist about. Uh when Carolyn talks about being the weird, you know, little girl that was sent out of the classroom for talking, like again, that's that's the, the dignity and respect that the show cared for this character. While never letting go of the fact that she is hilarious. Right? They didn't like just turn her into some like inspirational figure and just, you know, crank up the volume when she's talking about Genuinely, truly inspirational moments in the history of the show. They let her be all the things. And that's what made it great, is that she was hilarious. I have no guilt at all for laughing at her squawking performances and challenges. I have no guilt at all for laughing at you know, the crazy faces she makes or when she you know wants somebody to burp into her mouth. Because that's her. I think she's... I don't think she's ashamed of that. And that's why. Because they're, they're telling the full-rounded story. That, yeah, man... Imagine being that kid that was always being told that you're weird and you're disruptive and then growing into somebody after some challenges in their life to be like, yeah, OK, that's who I am. And I like who I am. Um, that's why I, I love the character. and I love this season. It was it reminded me of what Survivor can be and in some ways hasn't been in a while, you know, because it's largely evolved into like a game. Right. And it's always been a game. But this season with Carolyn, with Jam Jam, with some of the others, Lauren, I think this you know episode for sure, it's reminded us that like one of the pleasures of the show is also just getting to know people, be people. And that scene, I guess, really, really made me think about it. Uh, do you have any other uh, uh, moments?
1: Well, and I was going to say that that actually, that's a good jumping off point for what I wanted to talk about, which is that they didn't turn carolyn into a caricature right they didn't make yeah. her one-dimensional in any way like which they have of course done in yeah, previous and seasons with it's an people. effective
2: tool at times
1: sure i mean like the drush bag episode is an all-time classic because they totally made that guy one-dimensional not that he necessarily has other dimensions but like that was a great episode for it um in this case though they let carolyn be carolyn and i think you know it was I'm contrasting it with last season, right? Where we had just a whole lot of these, like, um, heavily produced video packages, montages of, like, these players with their, like, sad stories and inspirational, like...
2: Two players were playing in the memory of their dead sister. They doubled up. They had redundancies built in.
1: And I think, like, in contrast, right? You know, yes, we did get some of Carolyn's story. But more importantly, like, we got to know... Carolyn, the person, right? So then when the, the story finally comes out and she's talking, you know, at Final Tribal about being that weird kid or talking about her addiction and recovery and all that stuff, it's like, you care more because you're invested in Carolyn. It's, it's not just she's some cipher that has like this sad backstory. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Carolyn, the person that I like is now t- talking about her life. I am interested in and invested now. Like, oh, tell me what that was like for you, Carolyn. I want to know your thoughts. You know, and just, again, I'm contrasting this with last season, which not to keep shitting on it, but like, you know, I, I think they cast people for their stories last season and not for the television that they could produce, right? Whereas Carolyn gave you great television and then you can include some of her story, which is what they did here. And it's so much more effective.
2: Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was, like, this emotionally invested in character Survivor. I'm sure it's certainly happened. You know, like, I could, like, Saree would be a character that I could say that, but Panama was a long fucking time ago. Um, it's happened. But, you know, like, as I've evolved as a viewer, as obviously a big part of the way I interact with the show is, hey, I want to form takes and jokes and stuff for, you know, the thing I'm doing right now. Um, And I should also say, like, the appeal of the show, like, the primary, the top appeal of the show, was always the game for me. You know, that was kind of the first thing that really interested me in it. But, yeah, no, again, that's why I didn't even, like, analyze her game that much, other than to say, there's something there, folks. There's something there. It was an an emotional investment. I I really uh, appreciate that. Uh, And the the show did that.
1: and i also like that they they let her spell out pretty explicitly like hey i'm an emotional player you guys will have a bias against an emotional player and i'm and i don't she didn't nail the argument like she definitely could have presented it a little better but i get it you know you're speaking off the cuff you're exhausted it's you been out there for nearly a month at this point but she at least laid the groundwork for the case that like, you don't just judge her and dismiss her for being emotional. Like that was a part of who she is. And then she, I think did a very good job of justifying why she's like that. That's when the recovery story came back mm-hmm. out, right? She's talking about how like, you know, she had, she didn't know how to deal with all this stuff. And so now she's gotten used to like, no, 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 don't bottle up your emotions. Just be you. And she wants to live that way. And it's like, yeah, this makes total sense. If I'm on the jury, I'm like, Oh, that's why you're like that. Okay, great. This makes sense to me, right? Um, and so it was. It was so much better to see her lay out that case because I think even if she didn't win this season, she didn't even get votes this season. I think it it set something up, right, where it's it's at least going to make people think twice about like why they're dismissing players in future seasons and maybe even viewers dismissing players in future seasons for being too emotional
2: yeah and like let's be honest we have dismissed a lot of players from that very reason you know sure maybe that's why i responded because it's kind of been a learning for me as well uh, and i want to say to the jury's credit i don't believe they did dismiss her i think they just made a different choice a perfectly acceptable choice maybe yeah the right choice i don't know i don't know what that means uh but I have no trouble believing that they believe that Jam Jam was the better player of the three. I think that's a completely fair assessment. Um, But I don't think they were like, yeah, oh, no, I'd never vote for Carolyn. They just, you know, especially in this scenario, most of their moves were together and they felt like he did a better job executing them or whatever their decision was. Um, Do you think they could have, she could have won if she would have voted him out at final five like she had kind of been talking about whether i don't know how seriously that was or if that was an act
1: right i mean i guess so in that scenario would she be up against heidi and lauren
2: probably let's assume heidi wins fire against carson right in this scenario
1: Um, there isn't much reason
2: to assume otherwise
1: right so before the finale i probably would have said she was a lock there right uh you know now having seen final tribal i'm not Uh, completely sold um i think it's possible that the jury really respected her and just respected jam jam's game more like you just said um i think it's also possible that there was still a level of dismissiveness that she had to overcome right whereas i think heidi and to a lesser extent lauren probably didn't have To overcome that as much, right? Because they could point to certain things that they did along the way. And I mean, Carolyn kind of could too, but it's, it's different when they all already come in with that bias, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think Hannah back in, um, millennials versus Gen X, like, you know, people had formed an opinion about her right away. And so then getting them to change that opinion of her as like this anxious mess of a person, That takes too much time and effort and you don't have that in 30 days, right? Like people are less likely to move away from their initial perceptions of you. And I think that, you know, Carolyn, I wouldn't blame people at all if their initial assessment of Carolyn is like, wow, that lady's weird and she's probably not a good player because consistently throughout various seasons when they've cast the weirdo, quote unquote, that player is not very good. Genuinely. So I get that bias coming through, but I think that would have been a huge negative for her in any final tribal council. And so would she beat Heidi and Lauren? I hope so, but I'm not as sold as I thought I would be. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure she beats Lauren. And I, I you know, just kind of where the jury ended up landing. And obviously like what you have to consider for this is, the entire presentation of what Lauren did as a player would have been different had she been the winner. I, again, maybe not like super different, because I think the show still would have made sure to heavily feature Jam Jam and Carolyn. As um, they should. But she would have felt more like a contender to win. And I think she might.
1: I think I said in our comments that, you know had Lauren been in any of the three previous seasons, she's probably one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player in any of those other three seasons.
2: Yeah. uh, And I think what Carolyn needed to have a shot at winning is enthusiastic supporters in the jury. And so like jam jam being in the jury, I think actually could have been the big difference, but yeah, I don't think it can be as a result of Carolyn like backstabbing him that close to the end. Yeah, it's one of the. It's the uh, rich needs Rudy on the jury, but he can't put him there. Uh, type yes. thing. Yes. Um. I I think if she votes Jam Jam out there, like two days before the vote, I don't know if Jam Jam is like celebrating Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> at Fonda Rosa, right? Um, right.
1: I mean, we've seen it's it's canon. He talked about it, like, oh, you wrote my name down. I'm coming for you. So you know, had she turned on him, it would have been an uphill climb to get his vote back.
2: Whereas. If Lauren plays the, i uh, like, finds that package and it, it's an idol, we don't know that it was an idol. I think there was a spoiler going around that an idol was found, but I legit don't understand how anybody knows what that thing was, right? Right. Um, but like, that's why I was convinced actually she had found It's because I had heard that there was a spoil that, that there was an idol at Final Five. And I'm like, well, the only way no anyone knows that there's an idol is if that thing's found, right? Apparently not. Um, if she had found that idol, played it, and Jam Jam hadn't uh, cast that safety vote for Heidi, so he's taken out at five. But Carolyn isn't voting for him. Then I think Carolyn has a chance because you know she can now claim all of the Tika moves that were the controlling elements of the game. She'll have both Carson and Carolyn, you know, supporting her full throatedly. Whereas instead, Carson, Carson while, and you know, Jam
1: Jam, to be clear, not Carson and Carolyn.
2: Thank you, Carson and Jam Jam. Um, instead of Carson, yeah, while, of course, you know, trying to direct her from the jury box, he still like he likes them both. Right. And obviously votes for Jam Jam in the end. I think in that scenario, if Jam Jam and Carson are both in the jury at the last moment, but Carolyn isn't responsible for that, then I think she has a chance. One for one, she's got two votes for sure. Right. Yes. And now I think, you know, they'd be talking and, you know, Jam Jam and Carson would both be able to, like, spend the night or two dispelling kind of any ideas that, like, it was just fluke. It's like, no, 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 we were playing you all along and Carolyn was right there with us. Then I think she has a chance, but um I don't think voting Jam Jam out gets her that. So what are you going to do? You know, so was there something different she could right. do? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Find that idol and give it to Lauren, and i but then that would get out, right? So, yeah, I think, you know, what, uh, what are you going to do? Sam Jam played a better game in the eyes of the jury. Um, do you thought, does it matter to you that she didn't get any votes?
1: Only in that what you just told me is like that this makes it better, right? Because now she is in league with Angelina and they are like. They're on board with each other. They're fans, mutual fandom. Like, uh, this this makes me feel so much better. You know, like, <laughs> had, she, had she gotten one vote, would Angelina be like, oh, no, I'm out. <laughs> the, the, the Carolyn, like, I was only on board if she was in the same position as me. So, you know, it, it does make me feel better because I, I was reminded of Angelina, another all-time great yeah. who also got zero votes. So, it's like, oh, yeah. No, no, okay. I'm, I'm good with this now.
2: Yeah, like by and large, it doesn't really matter to me how many votes second or third place get. I think fans get a little weird about this in the way that I I wonder if they forget how voting systems work. this is not not
1: ranked choice.
2: Nor could it ever be, by the way. I don't know how you could do that for television. All right, I'm going to go to the big board and we're going to read out these (laughs) votes and then we're going to tabulate. Also, I... I don't know if there's a vote in the history of Survivor that would have changed based on rank vote. Obviously you could only do, you know, for three uh, finals. Otherwise it's pretty simple. (laughs) Every vote they cast for one, the other person's two, but like even ghost Island, I don't know that Laurel gets a single third place or second place vote. So I don't think it changes anything, Um, but otherwise it would have to be a close one. Uh, People aren't voting for second place. So, and it's like, yeah, it would, you know, so when they get you know upset, this person deserved to lose by less. You see this in sports voting, too, where people get mad that the MVP isn't closer. But they're like, well, yeah, sure, that guy's the MVP, but it shouldn't be that much of an MVP. It's like every voter. Yeah, this guy should have gotten more votes. Yeah. And at least that one, it is ranked choice. You know, Um, but yeah, it's like every voter is deciding who they think is the best. If they think that person's the best, that's who they should vote for. Shouldn't be like, oh, but I also really like them. It would be mean if they didn't get a vote. So in that respect, I don't care. Uh, you know, not getting, getting three votes and losing doesn't make you better than somebody who got no votes. It probably just means that the person who won was weaker. Right? Um, uh, all that said, man, I really would have liked it if Carol had got a vote. And it's just more than like, me too this is like a, a tiny slice of validation that somebody got it and again not That's even like as exactly like a sympathy it. thing but like they got it like that her game was worthy of winning survivor it's fine that nobody felt that way you know it's <laughs> i'll say as a funny note so we they, they talk about this at the after party after show and we see it first is like the preview for like you know stay tuned for this and it's um What's her name? Franny, being like, I want you to know that you like inspired me and all that. And my wife is like, Well, you didn't vote for her. And, like, really bitter. Didn't inspire you to fart, vote for her. Um, which, yeah, I fully supported the bitter and pettiness. And then, of course, we come back from commercial break and we get the scene again and the exact same reaction from my wife out loud. Well, then, why didn't you vote for her? <sighs> it would have been. I would have. I would have really liked to see a vote for Carolyn. Uh, not a pity vote. I don't. I actually dislike when people just co- cast that extra vote so that somebody gets a vote. I only want jurors voting for who they think should win. I just wish somebody thought that was Carolyn.
1: Right. I mean, uh, like you said, it's I re- my thoughts exactly. I just wanted some validation from a jury member that they thought Carolyn played the best game. I can see why they wouldn't because I, we already laid it out. Like why I think Jam Jam's game. To a jury member would be more appealing. But at the same time, as a viewer, as a, a, an interested viewer with a brooding interest, I wanted that for Carolyn.
2: I wanted it for me. <laughs>
1: that, that too.
2: Um, all right. We should talk about the other person that was in the final. Oh, fine.
1: Let's stop talking about the best character on the show.
2: Um. All right, it's time for our fun uh, biannual discussion about the fire making. Uh, So this time we get Heidi deciding as the winner of the immunity challenge to put herself into fire. Um, Does this say anything about the structure of the game is kind of the question. Maybe I'll, I'll answer my own and then you can kind of feed off that. But it's just like it's been a thing that people have been talking about since forced fire making became a feature of the game. Um, well, maybe not since then. I Probably since Chris Underwood won. And then maybe it became more of a thing when certain other people didn't make the same decision as he did and lost. And they're like, well, you shouldn't have to go to fire. Just when you win, the winning is the thing. They won the, the immunity challenge. They shouldn't have to go to fire. Maybe they were talking about this last season with Cassidy. And um, I think Heidi's decision and everything that followed shows that you don't have to. You don't have to, you know, uh, it's a false dichotomy that people are using to, uh, voice their objection to the fire making an objection that I have no problem with. I even semi share, but for different reasons, but it's never been that you, the, the winner of the final, uh, four challenge then also has to go to fire to impress the jury because we, they did, that just happened. And it did not impress the jury other than the firefighter, right? Um, right. What it's been, and I think what people get this wrong is if the person that needs to be removed out of the game, the the presumptive favorite of which every indication says Carson was, if they're there, you got to get them taken out. You don't have to do it yourself, but if they're not taken out at four, then you'll lose because, that's what people are saying. This is the guy, the person we're going to vote for. And you didn't remove them from the game. Now, does it have to be you, the person removing you? No, no, man. Again, we just saw Heidi do it in spectacular fashion in the, the greatest time of all time, uh, which again happened last year. It didn't really move the jury because it still wasn't enough for Heidi. Um, I, I think she made the right choice in doing it, A, because she knew she was that strong. B because she knew Carson was the biggest threat, and C I think she rightly recognized she had not yet done enough to make the jury want to vote for her, and she was right <laughs> because even doing that wasn't enough.
1: Exactly,
2: uh, I think there's a lot of arguments why firemaking should go, but this isn't one of them. We've seen now almost every permutation possible that you know win the firemaking, win survivor, lose the firemaking, not win survivor, or win survivor get brought to the end, win survivor not get brought to the end, lose survivor. Like all of it's happened. So there isn't like, Oh man, this sucks because you, now you have to win fire to win survivor. You don't, I don't don't know how many people have. So I don't know. I've said a lot. You have any thoughts from there?
1: I mean, I, I think you're right. She just accurately surveyed the landscape and was like, Oh man, I just, I don't think I have what it takes currently to get enough votes from that jury. And so, I have to take this shot. And yeah, I mean, in that instance, you're there to win, right? And if you've gotten that deep into the game, roll the dice. I mean, I think I've said this in previous seasons. Once you're like, you're getting to a point where you can no longer stand a chance to win, even if you get to the final tribal council, then what are you there for, right? So, I totally support her taking the shot, especially because clearly she has some incredible fire making skills and i think she knew that too so like she was betting on herself which was the right move um and
2: whereas if you're somebody who's not any good at fire you don't have to go into fire making to win survivor plenty of people have not gone into fire making one
1: yeah you can say like hey i won the final challenge i i earned this i deserve it you can package it however you want to a jury i think in her case you know again it it allowed her to use one of her stronger skills and to take out a potential competitor that you know people liked and who could have potentially won although you know as we discussed last week he's 20 so was he gonna
2: win i mean i don't know
1: but but he was was the
2: presumptive favorite so he
1: was He, he did have a lot of people saying that you know everyone likes him, he could win, blah, blah, blah. I think Jam um, would
2: have beaten him, but, you know. I, in that I moment, that was the feeling. And that's again, that's what yeah. people have misunderstood in their, you know, hate rage for fire making. It wasn't that the player didn't go to fire making. It's that they left the presumptive favorite in the game. Again, if you'd chosen the right person to take them out, then you might have had a chance. I'm beating around you know, the example I'm using here, because... You know, I don't want to give away winners to seasons that are, yeah, maybe recommended. For instance, by you. Right. Um <laughs> Yes.
0: <laughs> but even last year, so I think
2: like it feels like that's why Gabler won and I think maybe it was. I'm gonna spoil this season because I'm not recommending people watch it. Um But that's cause there was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all three of them had nothing. So maybe that actually would have worked for um the boring girl who people think should have won, but did nothing. Cassidy. Um There you go. Maybe winning fire would have helped her there, but it was just simply because the jury was grasping at straws. But the other thing that needed to happen, though, was Jesse needed to be removed from the game. So I don't know if Cassidy's able to do that. So her choice was fine. It wasn't why she lost the game. And we know that, again, because Heidi... I- made all that choice there's you could not be more less in, or more impressive at fire making than she was and it wasn't enough in this scenario
1: and i think you know her assessment of her own game probably had some element of my own assessment of her game which is that like she much like the rest of them realized way too late what was happening with tika yeah so by the time she came through at the end and started you know Doing things and making moves. It was too late, right? I don't think that she was a bad player for that. Um, I, you know, obviously that that Tika group fooled every other player. It's, it's not anything Mm -hmm. specific to Heidi. Um, but yeah, I think she probably needed or realized like, Oh shit, you know, the Tika crowd genuinely did pull the wool over all of our eyes. Like they played a great game. And so she has to do something to try to stand out. It was. Still too little, too late, but I don't fault her at all for taking the shot.
2: Yeah, and I think throughout the season, we were both pointing out, like, actually, Heidi's doing pretty well. She and We had to point that out because she never felt like somebody who was winning, and, you know, we know why. Um, but, yeah, I think she played a you know a, a solid game throughout. I think once Tika took over, she got a little conservative uh, with her gameplay. But part of that, as we talked about, I believe, last week, was because the move to make against them would involve Lauren and Jamie, and she just could not trust them anymore. Exactly. They kept voting for her. Understandable. But I also think that, like, the solid game she played might have played better on a different season, but this season got shaped in a different way. So that, yeah, many other seasons, like Jam Jam and Carolyn, are just there for the entertainment. But they played well enough, and Tika did enough things. That that jury was like, no, man, that's good. So what did you do? And you you kind of saw that, like Heidi, struggling with that a bit in her answers because it's like, but no, like I did the things that you're supposed to do. And the jury's like, yeah, that's the old stuff. Let's talk about the new stuff. And she didn't really have enough. She wasn't making the emotional connections the way that Jam Jam was. Her her game was a little bit more by the book. And I'm really excited that that book uh, wasn't enough because it's never been one I've enjoyed reading. Like most right. books.
1: So let's instead move on to talking about the wonder kid, Carson. Um You'll never guess what show I've just been watching. Um What did you think about Carson's final episode performance?
2: I, I liked, you know, I, by the end of the season was, I enjoyed Carson. You know, I, there was points in the season where it was like, no, not that kid. No, no, no. no I, I liked him um i'm not impressed by his puzzle making like as soon as they showed it was a puzzle was like all right all it's nice that you built this whole set with all of these different like little elements we all know it's coming down to the puzzle and carson's winning it and lo and behold um but yeah he he ended up being more you know he wasn't just the you know a uh, game bot here's what you know the gameplay that has been workshopped by me and all the other fans on you know reddit and our nah, half he, he led with his heart as much as his head and i think that was really appealing and would he do that any other season maybe not that's the magic of jam jam and carolyn though so i don't know what do you think about carson
1: yeah i mean i i definitely had expectations of him that he did defy and to his credit like i he grew on me I think I would mentioned earlier this season, partly because of the halo effect nope. of being, you know, with Carolyn and Jam Jam. Like, sure, that's going to make you look better. Like, you've got their endorsement. Great. I'm much more willing to be on board. Um, but I think the one thing that stood out to me in this episode um, was just, man, that guy talked too much at Final Tribal. Like, stop <laughs> trying to make this the Carson show. Like, is, this is the Carolyn and Jam Jam show. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's cool that you're trying to set them up, but man, you're talking too much. Like, let the stars shine, buddy. Um, but overall, I think he played about as good of a game as a 20 year old can play. Um, I think, you know, I really enjoyed, as we mentioned earlier, that scene with him and Jam Jam where Jim Jim is just helping him with the fire making. I'm like, that was sweet, right? Like yes. that's a, a good connection. And the fact that he got these other older adults to take him seriously is like credit to him. Cause there aren't too many 20 year olds that I would take seriously. Um, so I think he played again, about as good of a game as you could as a 20 year old.
2: Yeah. And full credit to him in that scene for recognizing what a special thing was happening. With Jam Jam, you know, uh, it would have been nice if you yep. would have mentioned it at the final, at, at, the, at the tribal council. <laughs> um,
1: turns out he didn't need to.
2: Yeah, and finally, he didn't need that. Um, but yeah, just like the, the tribal, he went home where he was talking about, like, I didn't give up and all of that. It was like, hey, you know, you can maybe drop a line about what Jam Jam did. Uh, yeah, but again, okay, he just got voted out. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, he, he ended up being more than I expected and I enjoyed it. And also, thank God he did not win the season. It would have been terrible.
1: Yes. And for one thing that you just kind of touched on just now, which is that like they recycle a lot and we've addressed this earlier in the seasons, but they're recycling a lot of puzzles for these challenges. And so when you get these people like Carson who just relentlessly practice them so that should they ever get to them, they can solve them very quickly. Like you're taking some of the fun out of it. And on that note, the final challenge for this season was the sim motion game, which we've seen many times. Are you tired of that one? Is it time to move on from that?
2: Oh God. Yes. Like I, I get why they do it for a few reasons. One, um, the, the staged nature of it allows for different, uh, like rising and falling actions for dramatic purposes. They can, you know, edit it in that way. Um, I think they really like how balanced it is, right? There's no one contestant who has a, a better, like, innate advantage to it. And I think that's why I don't like it. Like, man, can we just let sometimes people be better at things than other people and gain success as a result? Like, it just feels too random. I don't know to be impressed by the winner of it. You know, like, at a certain point in the game, is there really any, like, you're better at it? I know, like, there was one season where they let somebody practice at it. I can't even remember if they won it or not. I think maybe they did. Um, But it's like, your hand slips. That's all it is, you know? So it's just like, okay, you won. Cool. Like, you can certainly do worse things at it. Carolyn found a way. Where she just kept dropping the balls <laughs> right one after another. That's right. bad technique, right? But otherwise, it's just kind of like, We watch until, oh, there you go. Somebody won, you know, like any evidence you needed that this is not really an exciting test of like ability. It's like Romeo winning it, right? It's just like, oh, if we just want a random number generator winner, then let's just do that. And that's what this more and more feels like to me. And uh, one thought I had is like, well, then the fire making is the more impressive challenge at the forum, you know? (laughs) That Show some ability and skill? It certainly seems
1: to... Exactly.
2: Now, one thought I had, you know, uh, two thoughts on fire making. Obviously, I shared a bunch quickly. It's like, it's time to stop complaining about it uh, if you're trying to be constructive because it's not going anywhere. And I think the show, rightly, probably should have loved what they got in this one. Not so much how quickly Heidi uh, did it because, again, like, Gabler literally just set the record like 30 days prior to this. Uh, It's more that... All those people were good at it, and it's actually kind of a positive that it's been introduced enough into the game that people now recognize that, like, hey, this basic skill of, like, the life of this game, I can't just put, like, outsource it to other people. I need to be good at it, and that's what was nice about the Jam Jam and uh, Carolyn scene. They were just like, boop, 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 fire. Mine's better. No, mine's better. Heidi boom, 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 had it. Carson, again, like he was demonstrably worse than everybody, but he was probably better than many other people we've ever seen in this challenge. Right. So I think exactly. it's like, I think the show enjoys the fact that people now like realize, Oh, I guess I got to have to kind of be good at this basic survival skill. Um, the only way it's going away is if people continue to be as good at it as Heidi had was as Gabler was, that it just no longer functions as a dramatic element of TV. If it's always over in like three minutes, then I can see them being like, ah, oh, well, I guess we got to find something else. So that's what you need to hope for is that people just keep killing it to the point where it's like many other survivor past elements, uh, a, a solved puzzle.
1: Uh, I'm realizing now, by the way, that we, we didn't really go into too many Lauren thoughts. Do you have any Lauren thoughts you wanted to get out into the world?
2: Uh, I liked her exiting moments. I thought when she talked about, you know, um, you know, what it's like being a mom and, you know, the, how the game has grown. I, I thought that was really nice and just kind of like an underlining moment of like, yeah, no, many seasons Lauren would have been one of great characters. If they'd given her more time on this season, she would have delivered. But I'm also fine that this season wasn't for Lauren, you know, because it's like, man, not everybody gets the ball as much. You know, you should put the ball in the hands of the stars more often and the role players just need to be ready when their ta- ta- number is called.
1: And that's exactly what she was. She was a great role player in this season. And I enjoyed her in that aspect.
2: And could she put up 20 on an expansion team? Yeah, probably. But I don't know that they're making the playoffs.
1: I mean, look, she could have a Caleb Martin performance. You know, she could be that Gabe Vincent on certain nights.
2: One thing that her discussion made me think and like the jury reaction, this was a very mom season, you know, or and not in the way that the kids would say it's very mother because I, I actually don't really fully understand when something is mother and something's not. And I'm happy with that. I should not know. I am disgustingly old. Uh, but just that there were a lot of moms. And I actually was pretty cool in that it wasn't the defining feature of these women in the ways that it so often is. And that the women get boxed into the corner of like the tribe mom. And they need to be there to be the emotional support pe- person. For all of these people, but they're not allowed to be players because there were so many at you know the key stages of the game. They got to just be people instead of moms, but they also got to be moms, and that wasn't like a pejorative; it wasn't a negative, and I, and I and I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed all those moms that we mentioned. Uh, Jamie Lesso, is Jamie a mom? Yes, she is. I think so. I think. I,
2: in yeah. general, you do love moms.
1: Um, mm. I, I I'm not gonna say anything here.
2: Damn it! <laughs> that was my trap.
1: Oh, it was so close! I was like, it was <laughs> right there. I was like, I'm gonna say something, and I will get myself in trouble. Nope.
2: Look, I, and we all enjoy moms, and you know which one I enjoy the most—yours. Anyway, no. <laughs>
1: Oh! I Literally, saw
2: like 30 seconds that. ago, I just like said, "Oh, everything's so great and all this," and now I'm making a reductive your mama jokes.
1: See, I contain multitudes. You, you contain multitudes. Damn it, beat me to it. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap this thing up. What what'd you think of the season overall?
2: Fuck, I loved it. You know, uh,
1: God, it's so good, right?
2: Yeah, it's yeah. We'll do the rankings. We'll update the rankings over the long off season. Uh, so I haven't thought to what degree, but like genuine shot at top 10.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think this one is helped a lot by coming after such a dog shit last season. Yep. Um, and, and I haven't looked at my lists or anything like that, but my gut reaction without doing so is definitely top third. Yeah. Right. Cause we're, we're basically 45 seasons in at this point. So definitely top 15 um you know where in that range could it be top I it could be top 10 i'd have to look at my list to know for sure but like, yeah i haven't done that this, either. Was a leg- this is a legit great season like genuinely enjoyable
2: and i just hope like there was some dissatisfaction with this season at the midpoint justifiable right um just the the
1: Earn the, doing the merge
2: portion, and then the splitting them off. I I understood the frustration. I had some of sure. it too. But following that, I said, "You got to let it go. Look, like now we're just at a merge. It's at a ten. Let's let the season go where it was." And I hope that people did that because if they did, they recognize that like, man, there's always blips and stuff, and it's like a mistake to try and like judge a season as like, yo, well, it was a ten here and a nine here, and like math it out. There's going to be some lows along with the highs, and the highs were just so great. And it was, for weeks, I just genuinely, truly enjoyed watching the show, being, like, kind of with the people in the show, and talking about the show. So, yeah, no, man, this is great. It, frankly, like, renewed my faith in Survivor and also assuaged any fears that, like, they, they've fundamentally broken something with all of the new stuff. They haven't for one, like the main thing that's been great about the new stuff is the diversity of characters and that's you know going to continue. And that was a huge portion of what this show and the season was. And it just gets down to like survivor can really be great and special when they get the right mix going. And I, I fully understand and sympathize. It's like, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not, they did it this season.
1: And I think there's also, there's also that hurdle you have to overcome of like, you know, You're meeting someone and talking to someone or you're interviewing them as, you know, potentially a contestant on this show. They are not the same person. They will necessarily be out on an island with TV cameras in front of them, starving and, you know, with head injuries from a a challenge or things like that. Like it's not, you know, you might actually have someone that you think, man, this person is going to pop on TV and then you get out there and they're a dud like yeah. I can see why that would happen right it it makes rational sense why it would
2: or they get voted out early
1: yeah or when it comes together like this though like ah oh, it's so good right like when yeah. you see the correct decisions have been made like you guys nailed it with this cast well done
2: so I love it uh it almost makes me ready to watch 90 minutes of survivor every week that's not Oh true.
1: shit so yeah let's let's talk about that cuz we did get a preview of next season um 45, which is going to get 90 minute episodes. Um, let's, let's do a quick thing. Cause you have a theory on why this is happening. I think
2: it's almost certainly a writer's strike thing. Sure. Yeah. Everybody likes to think that it's, you know, Oh, this is what they've wanted for years. Right. We're finally doing it. And they're doing 90 minutes of this followed by 90 minutes of amazing race, which is also feels weird to me that like amazing race is now starting at what nine 30 This used to be a family show, right? Um, it's, yeah.
1: It's going to be an amazing race after dark.
2: Yeah. Have you seen the dog shit schedules that these networks are having to put out to, you know, protect themselves with the fact that they're going to have no written content?
1: No, I do know, though, I haven't seen the schedules, but I do know that you and I are always firmly on the side of, uh, capital, the capital class, and, um, Fuck the working man is what we say. And, and on that note, like we have, um, commissioned a special theme song that we will be playing at the end of this episode. Um, written by our very own, uh, AI robot.
2: That's right. Fuck the writers.
1: That's right. Uh, like you and I have always said that writing is an overrated skill. Um, we would pay as little for it as possible. And, and we do. To be clear, um,
2: the only way we can pay less is if we made them pay us.
1: Exactly. Which, uh, you think they'd go for that? We could, we could try. Um, one quick thought on 45 before we move on. Um, so we did get to see the cast. I don't know that anybody necessarily jumped out at me. Um, but Bruce is on again and you know, I just really want Bruce to get medevac right away again. Like I want <laughs> Bruce's survivor journey to just be Final Destination. Like I'm not wishing ill on him. I don't want it to be like some permanent, legit, scary illness, injury, whatever. I just want him pulled again before the first vote because it would be so funny. Like, come on, <laughs> that's not too much to ask.
2: A new category, different than Francesca. Um, oh. We spend all this time with all these very humanist thoughts about the season, and then we're like, yeah, let's hope that guy gets hurt again.
1: I don't want it to be, like, a bad injury.
2: Yeah, yeah, honestly, we don't even need a concussion anymore. A second concussion would be bad. Just, like, yeah, like, heat stroke or something, you know, just all you need is a few IV fluids, and you'll be right back at it. Or he injures his ankle or something,
1: right? Yeah. And then he's fine in, like, three weeks, but, like, you can't you can't walk around on that thing for three weeks on Survivor, so you gotta get pulled.
2: It's funny when the promo ended with him being on back, uh, my wife was like, who the hell is that?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that dude was on this season. And that's does not even joke like, oh, my oh. silly wife. It's just a strong reminder of like how most people watch this show. You know,
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Anything else for this season?
2: No, I think we covered it. Uh, where can people talk about this stuff with us?
1: You can, of course, find all of our content on purplerockpodcast.com and should you wish to follow andy on twitter he's at purple rock andy the show is at purple rock pod don't even fucking look for me there as andy mentioned twitter's not my bag anymore um and as noted earlier please enjoy some theme music that we have commissioned specifically for this episode
0: the purple